listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today, we're talking about brand tracking, how to know your target audience, and how to track brand awareness. To help us, we have with us Angelie Mullins, CMO and CGO at Latana Brand Tracking. Angelie, thank you so much for taking the time, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Chad. Nice to be here. So we always like to start with a kind of off-the-wall question, (laughs) just to get the audience to know you a little bit better. And I'm always interested to know something that you're passionate about, that those that only know you through... Uh, work might be surprised to learn. Oh my gosh. I really actually love architecture and restoring old homes. Wow. So it's one of the things, yeah, old Victorian homes or just old homes in general. I think it's great to bring these homes back to life and they have so much character. Um, Really, really nice thing to do. And especially living in Europe now, there's so many of them. So it's almost like a person in a candy store. (laughs) Perfect. Those are big projects. That's not easy work. No, it's not. And it's one of those things where it really tests you. (laughs) I bet. bet. All right. So let's dive into brand tracking. And just to give the audience some context, I mean, I think everybody probably has an understanding of it, but would love to know uh, from your expert perspective, how do you define it? What is it? What goes into it? Yeah. So brand tracking is really a relatively newer um, piece within the marketing world. So in marketing, we've had data-driven marketing for the past 10 years. And as most marketeers know, you've got Google Google Analytics and a myriad of different data analytics solutions that really give you a pinpoint accuracy on what's happening with campaigns or strategic launches, et cetera. Then on the other side of that equation, you also have something called social listening. So Twitter, share a voice, what's going on in the social community. But really what marketing and strategy leaders are trying to understand now is what's the context behind that data? What does it mean? So it's a little bit different than user testing or usability testing, but we also get contextual references, meaning what's your brand awareness and, of course, along the brand funnel, preference and consideration, but we can also get understanding on things like associations. So it's a hybrid mix between data and data-driven marketing, but also getting that context. And the reason that customers come to us for this is because, like I said, they they have the information on campaigns, they have information on social listening, share a voice, but they really need to understand how do people think and feel, you know, about our brand um, and about our company. What is the, you know, the specifics behind our niche audiences? What are the associations that people have with our brand? And so, I mean, it's an interesting kind of evolution, right, from a, from a marketing standpoint. And so there's all this noise that's <laughs> out there. Twitter to me is still like a lot of people, you know, screaming in a crowded room. But there's a lot of things that happen out there. And I'm curious, what are some of the actionable insights that companies can glean from tracking the brand and how might it impact their decisions and their go-to-market strategy? There are quite a lot, but I would say that the most common one that we get is is this particular audience the right audience to go to market in a new a new country or new market or is this audience in our current market actually the one that's going to get us future growth and it's really interesting because a lot of companies especially established ones or ones that are continuing to grow they think they understand who their audience is 
And that's really the catch. When we do brand tracking for them and we really go into either city tracking or we're trying either general population for something, you know, kind of more standardized, what we're finding is a lot of times these audiences might not be who the clients think that they are. And so we have examples of companies that are launching into new markets. And let's say that they, you know, particularly they have a product that is for men. We will uh, do our brand tracking. We find out it's actually women who are responding. So sometimes it can really make or break um, a strategic initiative, a launch or a launch or an entire brand identity. And so when you, you know, when we break it down, what if there are core components to brand tracking that companies need to understand uh, or make sure that they are paying attention to, you know, what would those core components be? It's a great question. So first we start off with brand awareness. So awareness levels and within a particular city or a market with a particular brand. And then we go down the brand funnel. So you have preference, consideration. Um, would a customer prefer a brand? Would they consider it? These are the core tenants. But outside of that, we also do industry benchmarking. So we compare your brand against a set of competitors within that space. And you can do that industry benchmarking with brand awareness. So who has the best awareness in that space, how you're reaching your particular audiences and who's doing the best um, at awareness with that. And then the other piece is associations. How do they associate your brand? And this is particularly interesting because some brands that think that they're progressive may or may not be perceived that way. Yeah, I could understand that completely. And so because brand tracking is relatively, I mean, relatively new, I mean, we've had CSAT scores and NPS for customer experience type of stuff for a while, but we're really talking about going to a a much deeper signal listening level. Do you find it challenging for marketers to take this information and present it to executives in a way that resonates with them? Or is it relatively uh, simple for executives to access this information? I would say it's the accessing the information is what we do at Latana and we have machine learning behind that. So we are delivering that in a package, but for actual marketing and branding leaders, it's relatively simple. And I would actually say it's quite exciting because in the past 10 years, like I said, we've had so much of this data-driven marketing, which is fantastic. But what happens is you get data paralysis. You have all these different data points. Nobody is understanding which what to make of them. We want a comprehensive 360 picture, and we also want it layered with pieces of context. So the ultimate question that we usually get with these data points is, that's great. What does that mean? That's great. What does that do for us? That's great. You know, how is that supposed to really, you know, direct the levers that we're using within our strategy? And so this is where brand tracking comes in because you can marry those data points with the contextual layers and say, we have two different types of data that are both driving and saying the same thing. So it actually gives marketing and brand leaders a a lot lot more backing and a lot more credibility um, in the initiatives that they're driving. Okay. Love it. And so let's look at it kind of from the other side of it. So some companies are engaging in brand tracking. They're they're understanding the importance of this and, and how it can help them better target their campaigns or understand what kind of influence they're having or or how they're perceived versus what they think their perception is. What are the risks for those companies that aren't doing this? What are the negatives? If I'm not doing the brand tracking, what kind of negative impacts might that be having on my business? I mean, to put it quite simply, they can miss the boat entirely. <laughs> We've seen this happen, and there's actually been quite a few case studies of companies that have uh, gone to market in particular countries and have pulled out of market 
because they've misjudged the market or misjudged the perception of their brand in that market. We have seen companies that want to do entire rebrand rebranding. Um, and if they don't understand their audiences and how their audiences perceive them in those associations, they can spend millions of dollars, euros, pounds on this particular rebrand and again, miss the boat. So this is where brand tracking really becomes relevant. And again, it's much more closely aligned with what your customers actually think instead of, I hate to use the word old fashioned, but since <laughs> 10 years, this has been happening of this data-driven old fashioned marketing where you put it out campaign, how many people click on it, how many people go through the conversion funnel and buy. That's great, but it's not giving you that upper funnel question of why are they doing it? Right. Right. Okay. And so when we think about brand tracking, I mean, nothing stands still in tech anymore and in the evolution of business. I'm curious when you look out on the horizon, and, and I know the world's a crazy place right now. There's a lot of things going on that, that uh, inject a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people and a lot of companies out there. But when you look out at the horizon, however far out that may be, what are you the most excited about you see on the horizon that's going to impact brand tracking or take it to the next level? You know, as conventional as this might sound, it's just the fact that companies now are taking branding even more seriously. It's something where a lot of companies, and I say this because in certain markets, it's 100% number one. In other markets, not so much. And it really depends on where you are in the world. So I think universally now where brand and branding is becoming something that is so critical. It's how people think and feel about it versus in other markets, they might just have a go-to-market strategy that is completely performance marketing based and, you know, who cares about branding and let's just get that money in where really branding is standing on its own and it's proving its value and its worth over time. So as conventional as that sounds, just getting all companies, regardless of the vertical or industry, on the same page. And that's what we're really finding now. Instead of people approaching us and saying, okay, we run this campaign, you know, is it successful? Is it accretive to the business? People are saying, okay, we're going to start with the brand first, what that means, how consumers think about it. And that is actually going to drive. And we're actually seeing that being reflected in consumers as well. We just did a study in January in consumer um, reporting in 2022 and behaviors. And what we found is consumers are no longer responding to, you know, clickbait type of campaigns anymore. They're really responding to the essence of what brands stand for. And they're backing that up with their monetary decisions. Yeah, they're, they're voting with their wallets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about Latana and, and, and what do you do there? How do you approach this? How do you enable companies to be more effective with their brand tracking? Sure. So, I mean, at, at Latana, brand tracking is the number one thing that we focus on, but we do it a little bit differently. So the way that it used to be done is you used to have teams of researchers really diving in and trying to pinpoint this data. We have machine learning now that can do this faster and can do it at a wider and broader broader application and can actually also even go more narrow. So we're about to be introducing city tracking as well. We use mobile optimized surveys to do this. So we have survey panel partnerships all over the world. So let's say you're you know, playing a video game or you're having a shopping experience. We know you based off of personalization data and we'll say, okay, do you want to participate in this survey? The client clicks yes. And then we start to ask them, you know, a series of questions. So our machine learning will, you know, get rid of anyone 
anyone that's not authentic to make sure that the data is accurate and correct. But what it really allows us to do is to pinpoint on those niche audiences and get that data in lightning speed. So we're really making a lot of headway in the world of mobile data collection, but also brand tracking. Love it. And so where'd your passion for brand tracking come from? (laughs) Um, For me, it really came from branding. So I am 100% all about brands. To me, I really like how consumers, it's not just about buying a product because you like the product, it's buying something because you believe in what they stand for. And so for me, this is something that's always resonated with me. And I love to see how different brands are pushing forward that feeling. And that's also what we're seeing in 2022 now is consumers are really aligning with that feeling. Love it. All right. So let's let's change direction a little bit here. We ask all of our guests two standard questions towards the end of each interview. The first is simply, as a revenue executive, that means you're a prospect <laughs> for sales professionals. And I'm always curious to understand when somebody doesn't have a trusted referral into you? What works best when somebody's trying to capture your attention and earn the right to time on your calendar? Wow. We just talked about this uh, within our sales team and something that is really gaining traction now in the sales space is this video prospecting. So I get tons and tons of emails. I think I have over, I was saying over 25,000 unread emails um, in my email bin. So I get the sequence of emails that are that people send me. I get the LinkedIn requests. But what's really standing out is those personalized video prospecting. The fact that they took the time, they you know figured out a little bit about what I'm interested in. And just because I took the effort, sometimes I am opening those and sometimes I happen to respond. Sometimes. What is it about the video ones that you find so compelling? For me, it's more, it's a personalized approach at the next level. Okay. So instead of sending just a personalized note or email, you know, they're taking the time to have, you know, video. I've seen people do specific whiteboarding sessions. I've seen people do all kinds of things. And, you know, as a revenue leader, I just, I have a certain level of respect, uh, you know, for what they're doing and the time and effort that they're putting in. So people that are, when somebody approaches you and they're putting in that time and effort, and it really is personalized, it really makes you want to take a look at what they're, what they're saying. Love it. Okay. And so last question, we call it our acceleration insight. If there's one thing you could tell marketing professionals that you believe, one piece of advice that you believe if they listen to would help them hit or exceed their targets, what would it be and why? I would say when it comes to branding, when it comes to making a marketing strategy, and when it comes to figuring out how to connect with your consumers, try to be as authentic as possible in the way that you approach it. Have authentic messaging uh, instead of using, and I've seen many marketing leaders at top companies do this, but instead of just getting celebrities or people who are very well known to sponsor your campaigns, get real individuals, you know, get people, you know, from your different locations, from your markets, tell real stories because these real stories are impacting consumers. And this is what everybody wants to hear. They want to hear people like them that are either using your product, people like them that are using your service. So take it from what used to be some few years back, all these celebrity campaigns and go much more authentic to connect to your consumers. Perfect. Angelia, if a listener's interested in talking more about the topics we touched on today or learning more about Latana, where would you like us to send them? It's our website, latana.com. And, and to get into contact with you, where should we send them? On LinkedIn, our world's favorite platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The Facebook of business. Exactly. All right. Angelia, I can't thank you enough for taking the time today. It's been great having you on the show. 
Thanks, Chad. Really, really great to speak with you. All right, everyone, that does it for this episode. You know the drill. Check us out at b2brevexec.com. Share the episode with friends, family, coworkers. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, we at Value Selling Associates wish you nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.